T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Buffalo might be the softest softest city of any state in the union this is football weather out here maybe a dusting on these roads and you can't play football in this Steelers by a thousand are you sure about that that's the first down and more to the 40 to the 35 30 breaks away 20 10 5 touchdown Josh Allen yeah, give him a flex, Josh. Bill's Mafia showed up. I know that there wasn't always clean seats to sit on, but it didn't seem like it mattered to them. So I applaud Bill's Mafia for showing up the way that they did in the fashion that they did. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. The Bills make me want to Victory Tuesday and a little soft spot between storms. Another snow band coming through. The latest totals I'm seeing from Channel 2, between 20 and 30 inches, and that's Buffalo, too. Yeah, more towards the city, the metro. Yeah. Yep. So 20 to 30 inches by Thursday at 7 p.m. going to be a lot of snow. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Happy Victory Tuesday and Football Tuesday, Buffalo Bills Football Tuesday, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. You can join us on the phone lines at 803-0550. One quick thing before we get to the phones and dig more into this game and looking forward to the Chiefs. So a question was asked on the postgame show that could be used as a counter to the idea that Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. Mm-hmm. He did play the Bucks in Tampa in the Super Bowl. Is that a road playoff game? In some instances, I might be willing to cede that. In this instance, I'm not. You want to know why? That was the COVID Super Bowl. So who was the stadium full of? Wasn't it just first responders? Mm. And it wasn't was it even a full stadium? Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. That game, let's see. Like what was the attendance at Chiefs and uh in the Super Bowl? It was 24,000. Okay. Yeah, 24,000. And again, you, re- I, remember it, off, it was like first responders. It wasn't it wasn't Bucks fans. I'd like to point out. I didn't even know that. I was going to dismiss it at the idea because when you go to the Super Bowl, the tickets are giveaways and corporate, right. and you know you, how many. It's not sixty thousand bucks fans. No, yeah, but it's even more miraculous now. Right, he right. played a Super Bowl <laughs> in another team's stadium uh-huh. that was at home, and there were still only twenty four thousand people there. Right, it's a miracle. <laughs> what we get to see on Sunday is a miracle. A full stadium. 
cheering against that guy. Well, we're still six day, five days out, and there what? are acts of God that right. could happen. The league's <laughs> going to move the game to Atlanta if it's the last thing they do. Right. There's an asteroid that's going to hit the Don't scene. Don't mistake this for... He won't be able to function. The Bills will definitely win. I don't know. I'm going to be nervous about this game all week. I'm just happy it's going to happen mm-hmm. finally. Mm-hmm. All right. Tw- only 24,000. I, 24,000, I yeah. I was prepared to say even if it's a full stadium, it didn't count. And here you just you beat it. It d- definitely doesn't count. No. Wow. They got trounced. He once played in front of another team's first responders. <laughs> right, pretty much. <laughs> That's it. And they got trounced. They did get beat. They did. 803-0550, Okay, so thoughts on Bill Steelers. Josh Allen, great. Khalil Shakir, great. Diggs had a nice game, I thought. Um, yep. Kincaid did what he does. Kincaid was good. Yep. Offensive line did what they do. Defensively, we got to see if they can get through these injuries. It's going to be really tough. It's going to be really, really tough. But if Douglas and Dodson comes back, that can offset that. And by the time the Bills and Chiefs play, the other three teams will advance, three yeah. other teams, and we'll know if it's in Buffalo or if the winner goes to Baltimore. You did point this out earlier. The one thing that is healthy about them right now in defense is their defensive line. And they started to slow down as the as the game went on, but early on, like they Rousseau got to, to Rudolph super easy on his sack, and Floyd had a bunch of pressures, and Oliver was in there. Um, and Jones is back healthy too. So, like the the one thing they at least will have is a defensive line that is healthy and stout. But right, everything behind everything behind that is a question mark. We didn't even mention with Sal or even after that Micah Hyde looked like he was about to go off the field at one point. He was grabbing his knee, yeah. and I wondered if he stayed out there in part because he had seen how many players went off before. And felt like I just I can't get off I can't leave this field right now. We we don't have any guys left. I can't, I, I have to stay out here. It was getting that bleak. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Any arrows down for you? Sell does arrow up, arrow down. We'll steal that for a moment. I, I've got. I mean, bass right? Like we okay. mentioned that. I've but. got. I've got one more. Okay. Latavius Murray touches. Yeah, there, 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 nothing's there's, happening. There's nothing happening anymore. No. It was nice in training camp. The start of the season, a little bit of. Just, Whatever juice was there in August is, is not happening. Is gone. And we're we're getting back to this is I mean, I know they're thin at receiver. Davis is hurt. They dressed Isabella. Yeah. Multiple times Latavius Murray lined up out, out wide. Like we just Yeah. It's almost like filling a spot. We need eleven on the field. You could throw anyone out there at that point. I mean I, I that's all. That's all I want to say. Eight oh three oh five fifty to Peter in Williamsville. Peter, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. Good, Peter. Real quick, real quick. I just wanted to say there's a great win all the way around offense, defense, special teams, but except for the hash. But anyways, I feel the Bills dominated that game, but kept Pittsburgh in it by that debacle before the half. I I, I don't understand that. You make that mistake against a Kansas City, and you don't run the clock out. The Bills should have went in at a minimum twenty-one to nothing. Instead. They go in down uh, up by ten. I, I think that was a that that kept the game alive for Pittsburgh the whole time. They should have just ran the ball on second and seven, run the clock down to two minutes, and then run it again. And if you get, I mean, they were running successfully. And then if you have to, you kick the field goal. It's twenty-four to nothing. They kept a minute with that mistake. 
I really, I am. I guess I, I don't. I don't understand how. I don't understand how they kept them in it. You wanted them to just run the clock to zeros and kick a field goal. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, they were playing. Or get a first down. Well, they were trying to get a first I down, mean, and they threw the pass over the middle I mean, to Diggs. Yeah, I know, but but you're you're you got the clock running. You're you're up by twenty one. Yeah. And then you throw two incomplete passes, almost an interception on the goal line, and then you get well, a. They weren't. On, they, they, they weren't. They were not. I guess I'm confused. It's first and ten at the Pittsburgh 34 with 3:15 to play. They run for three yeah. yards and then they pass it twice. Why did they pass it twice? They passed it twice because they're trying to go up 28 to nothing. They're they're being aggressive. Oh, yeah, because they got greedy and and you kept a minute. So they kept so, a minute. That that game right. That game right. What really? But you're Peter, also assuming P- they're going to get seven yards on two runs. Right, Peter. What kept them in it? Was it the incomplete pass or was it getting a field goal blocked and returned all the way to your 33? I think the the two pass calls incomplete and not running the clock out and even if you do miss a field goal after you run two plays and you don't make a first down you're still up 21 it took the Steelers 40 seconds to score it yeah. took the steel it took the Steelers 40 seconds of time like if you had but they, they had the ball inside the 30 didn't they they had it at the 31 the bills had it at the 31 yard line on second and seven if you wish that they had run the ball and got the first down like sure they could have run the clock more and they could have played more conservatively. What you're looking for is a little more conservative of a play there. They throw it to try and do what they had done all day, which is throw it relatively effectively. They get two incompletions. They go line up for a 48-yard field goal. Like, okay. I they're don't, trying to run the clock out from the 31. I just I don't, I don't see the point in that. If you're trying to run the clock out from the 31 and you don't do it, and you kick the – by the way, if you kick the field goal and it goes through, the Steelers get the ball with two minutes and 11 seconds left. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like – I, I, I don't and know. That's a, and that's you're assuming that also they would get the first down on sec on second and seven with two runs. But it's not, and I'm not. And to me, so, none of what none of what they did before the half is what kept the Steelers in it. What kept the Steelers in it was getting a field goal blocked and returned fifty yards, right? Thirty yeah. thirty yards maybe. The other thing that was strange about the end of the half. Thanks, Peter, for the phone call. The other thing that's weird. Why did the Steelers call a timeout with two seconds left? Oh, that was so fun. That was no. That was something that Romo, uh, Romo, no, Jay Feely, Jay Feely, um, who's like the third analyst, I guess, on that on that broadcast. He was like after Tomlin about that. Like, you have three timeouts. You just sacked Josh Allen with forty eight seconds left. Yeah, and at the very least, you could have used your timeouts to force them to punt when you don't know if their punter is, is healthy. Yep. Instead, they ran it down to two seconds, and then at that point. Right, why? Why'd you even? Why? To make the Bills do what they did, and Allen just like kneel it for three to kill the half. It was very, very, very weird, very odd. But that's that's uh, that's Tomlin. That's just weird, weird game management decisions. Yeah, eight oh three oh five fifty. Special teams an issue there. John in Buffalo. Good morning, John. Good morning. Um, my hats go out to somebody. Listen. I didn't even know that we got him back. But like four years ago or three years ago when A.J. Klein came into the system, I thought he was pretty good. And then we kind of got him back. I think he was cut by another team. And then he didn't play that good. And I thought he was washed up. I didn't even know he was on the practice squad until this week again, obviously because of all the injuries with Spectrum and and whatever um, jobs. But I want to say, he came in, and I know he's in the McDermott system, and that's why we probably got him back. But I thought he had a great game, 
and I really thought he was washed up. But being a linebacker is almost like being a quarterback for the defense. And I want to tell you something. My hats go out to him, and it was almost like Flacco coming off the couch, this guy coming in and playing like he did. And I just want your opinion on that. Well, we'll yeah, see. He, he was he, he racked up tackles. How good was he? I mean, they did kind of eat a little bit in the passing game when he was in there. And I would not expect it to go as well as it did against the Chiefs. No, I, Kelsey's a much bigger threat than Fryermuth by a lot, right? Yes. In that regard. And running the football, I guess we'll dig into how well the Chiefs have run it this year. It does feel, I mean, Pacheco, that game against the Dolphins, uh, the Miami did not want to tackle him because of the cold, but Pacheco has been, like, he's a violent runner. Yep. And he's been good for them. He did have, against Miami, he had 89 yards on 24 carries. That's not great. 3.7. You'd, you'd take that. You would. He broke off a 23-yarder. And Mahomes in that game against Kansas uh, against Miami, 23 of 41, 262 and a touchdown. That, Yeah. He and he ran the ball a couple times. There were big first downs that he picked up. Maybe it was only the one yeah. that I'm thinking of. But yeah, so they they got a win and they got a comfortable win. Yeah, but it's not like their offense. I, I, what I want to pull up here is did they get to 400 yards of total offense? Because the uh, they got to 409. Okay, which breaks their streak. They had gone 10 consecutive games, Kansas City, without getting to 400. Yes, they'd gone 10 consecutive games without getting to 400 yards, and they got 409 against Miami. CJ and Buffalo up next. Hey, CJ. Hey, guys, I'm going to try to make this quick, and it's probably nothing. How frustrated do you think our fans can get uh, or mess up the communication between the players and Patrick Mahomes, whether it's at the line or anything? Because for some reason this year, he's been publicly upset or frustrated with either people oh. dropping passes or the deep ball. I just, yeah. I just don't know how much. Of the, I just want to know how, mu- how much can we get to him. Thanks, CJ. He's also been frustrated about calls not coming in fast enough. Yeah. Yep. And whether that's because they've changed things without Eric Bieniemy, I, I just got an email from David who brought up this point that the, we should probably try and hammer it home for Bills Mafia that don't just get loud when they're at the line. If you can be yeah. loud when they're in the huddle, yeah, they're they're trying to get the calls into Mahomes and they've been late on those. He, he, it, you're not wrong to point out that this year he has been more physically demonstrative in his frustration. Oh, for sure. There I mean, were moments in the Miami game where he looked super frustrated. I, I remember you saying you're losing respect for him every week. Every week. He every week he's he's yelling and crying about something. And a, a lot of times it is at his own team. Right? Like it's yeah. you mentioned the play call. Maybe is that Matt Nagy now being the offensive coordinator instead of it being Eric Bieniemy like it has been in the past. Uh and nobody would really give Nagy the benefit of the doubt given what he was as a head coach. And there were draw passes all over the place. You know, if he gets a couple of those and it's super loud and the calls the calls coming in late, he has showed you this year. Like he it's get it's getting to him. It has gotten to him a bunch of times this year. Yeah. Bills and Chiefs at the stadium. Whew. Man. Are they gonna be chanting at Taylor Swift? Who's it? there? When do we find out if she's gonna come so we can I end the speculation? I don't do we ever find out like before the game? Yeah. Like Miami knew. Well, yeah, that's a yeah. home game. You, the you Jets, assume she's going to be the home you, game? The Jets knew. Okay. I don't know. By the, I would think by like the end of the week. When do the Chiefs travel here? On Saturday? Yeah, probably. I, I still think the bet should be if the Bills win, she has to have a concert here. She's got to add one to Ooh, her that's tour. A good, that's a good bet. 
She has not been here since the I saw the 2007 Erie County Fair. All right. So it's been a minute. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. And drew a reaction out of Josh. What? Yeah. Were you surprised that she was here in the first place? Yeah. Or she hasn't been here? No, surprised that she was here in the first place. I mean, yeah. I know the fair sometimes has, like, you know, big-name artists, but, like, well, I mean, I mean back then it was, like, 2007. That's, like, um, that's very early in her career, I'm assuming. Too. I was also yeah. seven years old when that happened, so that was also part of the shock. Yeah. Tim in Dallas. Hey, Tim. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, man, it was a great team victory overall. Uh, I wanted to talk discuss about uh, how far does you think Vegas go back, like when they calculate these uh, point spreads? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, guys, they switch teams. Coaches switch teams all the time. And this guy faced this guy, and this guy faced that quarterback to get these exact numbers because it was lopsided this past weekend, and especially in that Cleveland game. And, man, a lot of people wanted some money, especially <laughs> if you took Houston. So uh, I'm looking towards this week. Houston, to me, Baltimore, I'm not going to take that line, but I can see an upset. I got Houston winning by seven or eight points on this one. So uh just want to get your opinion. I know it's hard to say Houston are the young team or whatever, the darling, but I just can't see uh, Baltimore's defense, you know, keeping up with these guys' receivers and, and the way they stretch the field. Thanks, Tim. I mean, Baltimore has a very good defense. Yep. It's very, very good. And it's athletic. Yep. And so it is the – it's funny. Like, looking at this week, what a, what a switch. The Bills this week were the biggest favorite. This week it's the tightest spread. Baltimore and Houston, the Ravens are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. The Niners are nine-and-a-half against the Packers. The Lions, six-point favorites against the Bucs. All the home teams are favored, as you would expect. But the Bills only being two-and-a-half. That means Bills by one on a neutral field. Like home field said to be about yep. one and a half right now. That I mean, would, that would say they're Vegas thinks they're the better team, though. Slight, maybe, I mean, the, slightly, maybe the betting public does. Whatever, we'll see how where the the money comes in. Yeah. The thing I would wonder about is when we get to the talking head shows, where do the picks line up? Because it's going to be an awful lot of Mahomes is Mahomes. Yeah. Hold on, let me go on Twitter right now and mute. N- mute <laughs> Nick Wright. Okay. Uh-huh. He's okay. going to be done. insufferable. I've done week, it. I've I'm muted sure. Nick Wright's name. Don't send me I mean, his this, thing. This is his Super Bowl. Don't. He's going to be, he's in his Ric Flair stage. He will be the most trolly he's ever trolled. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be in you, full you, wrestler mode this week. <laughs> he's good at it. You don't have to take the bait. I did like one of his tweets from yesterday, though, that... There's eight quarterbacks left, two first-year starters coming off perfect playoff games, two number-one picks that were discarded by their original teams, two MVP-caliber unicorns, one GOAT contender going for back-to-back, and Brock Purdy, who just doesn't really fit into any category, I guess. Who's the GOAT going back-to-back? GOAT contender. Yeah, going back-to-back. Mahomes. He's not the unicorn one? No, I think he... Lamar was the unicorn? Lamar and Allen, I think, are the two unicorns. All right. Interesting. I, 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 but mute, mute him now because, you know, today's going to start a week yep. of this. And you'll never shut him up until you beat him. Is it going to be different because of the loss of respect from the Chiefs the way the, the last game ended? Because I've always had a healthy respect for Kansas City going into all of these games. And that last, I mean, 
Mahomes acted like a child at the end of the last game, including with Allen at the handshake. Yeah, I is that all gone? No, I always I'd like to say I, I whatever competitors are going to compete. Acted like a child is what you say about your opponent. He was pissed, and that's normal. People get mad when they lose. I mean, he tried to fight the ref. Did yeah. he get held back? T Swift also per- performed at the arena. Oh, really? Apparently. More recent than uh, 2007? Maybe. that's what Garrett says arena, and I got another tweet that says she opened for Rascal Flats somewhere in the area. At the arena. Okay. Yeah, 2011. Okay. So more recent. It's still been a decade plus. If the Bills win, she's got to put on a show in the new stadium. That's it. That's the, those are the rules. If the Chiefs win, what happens? We, we give them. Uh, we send a, a cookie bouquet. That's all I've got. Those are the stakes. <laughs> and edible arrangements. That's right. All right. Chris Brown, when we get back, we'll uh, we'll chat with him about this Bills win and how they can patch it together on defense, something that's been, well, it's been a story of the year, right? Patching it together on defense, finding a way through. It's Buffalo Bills football Tuesday, Victory Tuesday, brought to you by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwest.com. Back to pass, looking left, pressure coming. Fires down the seam, complete to Kincaid for a touchdown. Well, the answer doesn't get much quicker than that. A 29-yard laser from Allen to Kincaid. Touchdown, Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chris Brown's appearance on WGR is being brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. By Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. By Sullivan's Brewing Company, from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. And by Lockport Outdoor Store, high-impact gear for hard-working men and women. Allen steps up in the pocket, going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40, to the 35, 30, breaks away, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Josh Allen. Fires over the middle, complete. 
on a crossing route to Shakir, who gets away from the tackler. Down to the 10, looking for the end zone, and he's in! Khalil Shakir did a disappearing act on the tackler, reversed his field, and found the end zone! Highlights of the game brought to you by Northland Workforce Training Center. We have the training. All we need is you. Joining us now, Chris Brown for our uh, post-game visit. Chris, good morning. Good morning, guys. So when the when the fans throw the snow up in the air after touchdowns, has anybody thrown it back your way? I mean, I know you guys have the windows open. It was a beautiful night and uh, a fun one, too. Yeah, it, it can't quite reach us. We've got the roof of the dugout suites directly beneath us. So there is some separation uh, between us and the nearest row of fans. So I'm sure if somebody really wanted to target us, <laughs> turn around and fire a snowball in there, I'm sure there are enough fans with an arm to get it there. But uh, as Eric said, fortunately, the snowballs last night were more celebratory than retaliatory. Yeah. Another, I mean, we've had a lot of games like this and days like this, nights like this at the stadium in the Josh Allen era. And this one just... You know, added to the lore, whether it's the Shakir play or if it's his rushing touchdown, probably is the one that gets remembered the most. Just, you know, it's um, it's vintage Josh Allen, especially in this round of the playoffs. He's been tremendous in this round, start to finish throughout his career. Yeah, we kind of noted it in the pregame run up to kickoff, just how special he is in the wild card round. I mean, the, the perfect game against the Patriots falls into that category, uh, among others. So. Yeah, um, to see it continue, I think, made everybody happy, put a smile on everyone's face. And, look, I'm going to be the last person to take away from Josh's 52-yard touchdown run, but there was one defender in particular that wanted no part of 6'5", 250 pounds of farm-raised California beef (laughs) coming at him at 100 miles an hour. Uh, It was like the biggest matador ole, I'm going to kind of try to tackle him, I've ever seen. Uh, but I guess if I was out there and Josh was coming at me, I might do the same thing. There, there was one of those in the Miami game, too. Cater Kohu on that third and 13. There was a good end zone yeah. angle of him just kind of like, eh, maybe I'll get out of the yeah, way of this. That's what I was thinking of, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Chris, it's it's a win. It's a performance. Pretty much start to finish. They they were the better team than the Steelers. And you know, before we move on to Kansas City, Things that we we saw from this game that maybe they can they can plan on going forward. We had talked about Allen maybe needing to have a mature game, and he definitely did that. Right, taking a lot of underneath stuff, taking what was there, and waiting for the moments to hit the big shots. Yeah, there was even one play that he missed on. Um, that he mentioned the digs throw. He said he had to put a little more mustard on that one to get it over the linebacker and still underneath the safety. That was right at the goal line, probably would have gone for a touchdown, and he just didn't put enough mustard on it. That was his description. Uh, and there was another play on that same drive where he said, I, I stayed on my first read too long. So even in a game where his stat line is phenomenal, he's looking for those little areas to get better, um, whether it's getting through his progressions, putting a little more touch on a throw, So by no means is he or the offense satisfied, and this is in a 31-point performance. I think it was encouraging to see that they did improve in the red zone because each of the last two games, they were two for five, which is not going to get it done in the playoffs. So they went two for three yesterday, and I know they still wanted that third one badly. But I, I think we saw some better execution down there. I know I've talked to you a lot, Jeremy, about how I really thought Dawson Knox this year with Kincaid on the roster was going to be more of a red zone 
target than he was a between-the-20s target. And maybe we're finally seeing some traction in that area. You know, now that he's back in the lineup for several weeks now, coming off the wrist surgery, touchdown last week against the Dolphins in the red zone, touchdown yesterday in the red zone. I think it just diversifies them down there a little bit more and gives more for opposing defenses to think about. One of the stats of the day we've had, Chris, is it's four straight years now where the playoffs for the Bills open with a Dawson Knox touchdown. Like, he is definitely a trusted target. That's New England. That's um, not the Houston game, the last four. Colts, who am I thinking? Anyway, it's last four. Dolphins. (laughs) Dolphins, thank you. Yes, yeah. The last four that Knox has has been featured down there. So we've seen it from Knox. We see it from Kincaid. And then the Shakir play. Boy, the emergence of Khalil Shakir continues, and it keeps getting more impressive each week. He's giving them a very reliable slot option that gives efficiency, but also with pop after the catch, which, you know, is something that this team has been craving for years. Yeah, he is never going to light up a stopwatch in the 40, but he is quick and he is slippery. And Minka Fitzpatrick found out firsthand because he just slid off his shoulder pads and he just went in the other direction. And then the way he maneuvered in tight quarters between two different defenders to find the end zone, I mean, I thought we were looking at a first-and-goal situation. I had I had no thoughts that he was going to get to the end zone because Shakir is not a tackle breaker. As we know, he's not tremendously big in stature, and he doesn't break tackles very often, but it's hard for defenders just to wrap him up. And because of that, he has proven himself as a yards-after-catch weapon as well. Chris Brown on the Western Hotline. Importance, Chris, of the weapons kind of all getting in on it. Other than, I mean, Trent Shurfield didn't, but he obviously serves as a blocker. And we'll get to the injuries on defense, but the Gabe Davis for next Sunday against the Chiefs, like a full complement of weapons. Like he, he does still have a role, I think, in this offense in terms of down the field. That was kind of the only thing that they didn't, you know, hit for big yesterday. Right. And and I think because they were pretty efficient in staying on schedule, they didn't really have to take too many shots. Obviously, after the turnover, you know, the 29-yard touchdown shot play to Kincaid down the seam in the end it was probably, you know, one of their bigger plays of the game. Um, it's not like they don't have that in their arsenal, I just think with the way the game went, you know, you're up 14 nothing right out of the shoot. I don't feel like they felt they had to try low percentage plays. The underneath stuff was working. They had the linebackers in coverage dead to rights on most plays, and they knew that was the weakness of the Pittsburgh defense. So I think it was more a practice of just going with what continued to work for them. They were getting easy answers at the second level, and so they kind of just stuck with that similar to the way we saw them stick with the run game against Dallas. I think that's the way Joe Brady operates. So if he finds something that's working, he's going to pound it into submission uh, as long as it keeps his offense on schedule and they're scoring points. Did did it feel like for you on the defensive side of the football that there was a point in the game where it was like every other play where a guy was dropping? Yeah, I said to Eric Wood on the air during the broadcast, I said, this feels like the week five game in London. Um with as quickly as people were dropping, it was certainly alarming. Um, but, man, you want to talk about you – know, people talk about how resilient this team is. I'm going to keep saying I think this team, a better description is they are resourceful. I mean, they dig deep into their roster, and they get performances out of people, whether it's Kyrie Elam with an interception in the end zone. I mean, at the end of the night, 
you, you had Dorian Williams, A.J. Klein, and then you had Kyrie Elam at corner. You had Cam Lewis playing nickel in place of Taron Johnson. I mean, you're on linebackers five and six. And at the end of the night, Klein leads the team in tackles. And then you've got Dorian Williams and Kyrie Elam, who are three of your top four tacklers at the end of the game. So it, I don't know what it is, but there just seems to be something different about this team this year that whoever's got to step in is going to perform and perform admirably. Now, maybe that changes this week against a much different passing offense with one of the best quarterbacks in football. So you kind of hope you can get some guys back. And, you know, I know you guys mentioned in the update, you know, you're hoping Rasul Douglas is good to go and return to the lineup this week. That would certainly mitigate some of the losses. You know, and if Tyrell Dotson can get back this week as well, you might be able to stem the tide for another week. Chris, this upcoming matchup, the late game Sunday night, it feels like, you know, there'll be a lot of ways that we describe it. Two years in the making, a redemption game. It's something that Bills fans, Bills players, Bills coaches have probably wanted for quite some time. You know, big games, of course, but big games at home. And while it's not a one-seed spot, it's Kansas City here. These two teams know each other really well. If there's one thing I think about with the two-day difference in rest, it's that, well, it's not like these two teams are foreign to one another. The Bills know what the Chiefs are probably going to try to do. The Chiefs know what the Bills are going to try to do. And, um, you know, we might be set up for another showdown for the ages. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly familiarity. I mean, we I know we joked earlier this season that they're practically like a division opponent. You've played them so much, uh, both in regular season and the postseason. For me, this is this is a vanquish your demons game for the Bills. I, I, I don't think there's going to be any problem uh, putting some extra motivation into this one for the players on that roster. There are enough of them here that have seen their season ended by this Chiefs team each of the last few years, with the exception of last year being Cincinnati. Um, that they've been standing in their way to getting to the Super Bowl most of the time. So I think getting up for this one is not going to be a problem. You just got to hope that they have enough hands on deck to pull it off. There are advantages, as we know. When you're at home, you know, you're using the crowd to your advantage. Maybe Buffalo's pass rush gets an extra second, half second to get off at the snap, knowing that the Chiefs are probably going to have to go silent count for much of the game because I'm fully expecting Bill's Mafia to be in full throat from start to finish. Chris Brown on the Wester Hotline. Chris, again, uh, we'll talk Friday and hope to talk next week as well and keep this uh, win streak rolling along for these Bills, which um, it's it's been a fun ride. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope it continues for sure. All right. Enjoy the day, and uh, we'll be listening later on. One Bills Live on the way today, coming up 1-3. to three. Sabres Live's on 12-1. to one. Uh, Chris Brown there on the Wester Hotline. Jeremy and Joe with you. Back to your phone calls in a moment. We're open from here on out, so you can join us. We'll dig into Houston and Baltimore. Eight and a half is a spread. There's a, Every other spread is pretty sizable this week yeah. other than Bills and Chiefs. Bills is the only one that's you know a, less than a field goal. The others are nearly a touchdown. The Lions are a six-point favorite against the Bucks. Yep. How about Baker Mayfield? How about Baker yeah. Mayfield, Mason Rudolph? I mean, you almost had, by the way, Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, the only guy, Rosen, of course. <laughs> yeah. The rest, and Darnold, I should say Darnold. Darnold, yeah. Him. Well, Darnold's uh, he's still alive. He can get in. That's right. He's playing. <laughs> he might. Yeah. All right. More of your phone calls, 803-0550. When we get back, a warning about the Chiefs. Okay. And something that might be different 
when they're not at Arrowhead. How often they get flags thrown for them. I've got some alarming stats when we return here on WGR. Allen fires out to the right side. It's complete for a first down and more. Getting away from a tackler is Hardy. He's loose in the open field. Tackled from behind, but not before he gets down to the 32-yard line. First off, I'm going to start by saying thank you to Andy Major and Aaron Ramella. The way that our stadium was able to play today, the fans that came out and shoveled through last night and this morning, I mean, that's, that speaks volumes about our community and how much you know support that we have from our fans. And we just love that we can come out and play the way we did and, and give them that too. Bills quarterback Josh Allen, some locker room audio there. Brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Time for Around the League in a Dash. And that's brought to you by Dash's Market, celebrating 100 years. Shop the family of finer foods. So around the league, that's, uh, that's Bill's Chiefs, that's Texans Ravens, Niners Packers, Bucks Lions. Here's what I've got for you on the Chiefs. Saw this last week. Put a little pin in it, ready to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Because it spoke to my soul. Joe, you know how you watch the Chiefs play? Mm-hmm. And if Patrick Mahomes throws an incomplete pass, he will usually just point yeah, and then an official will say, "Oh sh- yes, sir, Mr. Mahomes," and then throw a flag. Yep, defensive holding. He just points and gets flags. It's really an am- amazing ability that Patrick Mahomes has. Warren Sharp at Sharp Football had this: the Chiefs' offense has been elite at generating defensive holding penalties. They were number one in the league in 2022. They are number two in the league in 2023 in generating defensive holding penalties. And all I would ask is. It is a proven correlation getting flags home versus the road. Yeah. Could the edge the Chiefs get from Mahomes just pointing and asking for flags at Arrowhead, could that edge be dulled a bit when he's not at Arrowhead? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think the Bills might even have a plan to let's hold a couple times. How many times will dare, they dare the refs How to many throw times it? will they throw flags against us? Wasn't that the yeah. story of the AFC Championship game the first time they met? Was that Kansas City held all day and they didn't throw flags? Mm-hmm. Boy, we're gonna we're gonna get deep into who the crews are. The crews, yeah. Don't give us uh, Brad Brad Allen. I think is the guy that throws flags all the time. The game. There were were there any penalties yesterday? It was like a no flag game. There was man. What was there? There was not a lot. There was the one that was almost a pass interference, but the ball was like thirty yards over Kincaid's head. Uncatchable. Which they totally threw the flag, saying that it was pass interference, and then talked about it for five minutes and said, well, it was so obvious, we can't throw nothing, so yeah. why don't we change it to holding? Holding. Right? That's exactly what that, happened in that conversation. It's fine. But the number of penalties in this game was just... At Oliver and then got flagged for hitting Kenny, or uh, Mason Rudolph in the head, like late in the game. Yeah. But eight, eight penalties in total. The Bills had two for 24 yards. The Steelers had six for 50. Which would have been like a false start. One of them was a hit on Allen late, Miles Jack. Yep. Who was the same guy who tackled Diggs on the Khalil Shakir uh, touchdown. The other games from around the league? Texas and Ravens happens the Saturday before. So we'll know exactly what the Bills and Chiefs are playing for. Mm-hmm. The game before Bills and Chiefs to me is almost perfect because the least interesting game of the weekend oh, for on. me is Bucks and Lions. Don't hate on that game. It's just... 
Just Neither one of those teams is winning. Just because you didn't know the NFC Central used to be a thing. Let me the NFC Central. It's an old school NFC Central showdown. Let me put it this way. That's the only game of the weekend where I don't think either team can win the Super Bowl. That's fair. That's probably right. I don't Although actually wait a minute. Should I stop? If the Lions can't win the Super Bowl, the Niners the only team in the NFC that that can right now. Can you visualize the Lions, Bucks, or Packers winning it all? Any of them. Yeah. Our bet right now, you're down to two teams, and I'm at six. Yeah, I have, and I feel like three of them in the NFC are just like, I'm just waiting for the Niners to blow out all of them. Yeah, I have the one seeds, and you have the Bills and the Chiefs. I think the Bills and the Chiefs are, yeah, that's it. And, and, the, one ten, of them, and the Texans. And one of them's going to lose. Um, how about this for a suggestion? You think the Kelseys want to retire together? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they've been all year. Both of them have been setting up their post career careers. They're both going to the Hall of Fame. Yep. Would they want to be inducted? Because the news today: Jason Kelsey is retiring, six-time All-Pro. Everybody that's ever done that at that center position, all the yeah. guys for Hall of Fame. Like Jason Kelsey is going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey is going to the Hall of Fame. Do they want to go in together? Yeah. Make or do they want to split it up so it's not they get more shine person individually? I don't know. Don't forget though, the Tony play won't get played at uh, Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame. No, right. <laughs> That's right. The right. That's yeah. right. Oh man, can you believe they they took away a great play? I'm gonna need to get juiced up for this game. I need to hear some of those Mahomes. The complaining from after the game. The complaining. Yeah, the complaining. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Back on the other side, more of your phone calls. It's a victory Tuesday for the Bills. Short week because of the Monday to Sunday. Getting right back to it. Got to get to you at some point, too. How much food Rasmus Dahlin ordered yesterday for this game? Yeah, a lot of pizzas, including a Hawaiian pizza. Like and, and 40 pizzas. Oh, yeah, the, guy, really yeah, the fellas over. Zach Benson had to go pick it up. There's no way he picked up all that food. Why not? There, there was like... How many were there, actually? I think there was like... 15 pizzas. And then there was probably close to, like, 200 wings. Could you put... You have a truck, so maybe yeah. you could. But, dude, like, my car, can I fit 15 pizzas in there? You like, could fit 15 pizzas in every single car sold in America. 15 pizzas? Or, that's a lot. I mean, I guess if you use the trunk, but, like, then they're unsecure. And they're just kind of chilling back there. You pack them tight enough, they're going to be secure. Three Hawaiian pizzas, by the way. Now, that's how you Great know the, the Savers have some good decision makers in there, is that they're getting Hawaiian pizzas. Yeah. We're both Team Hawaiian? Yes. Yeah. Josh? Nope. All right, get out of here. All right, Bills Football Tuesday, Victory Tuesday on WGR. Pressure coming, and he's wrapped up for the sack. Greg Rousseau wrestles him to the ground. Huge loss on the play as he's dropped at the 39-yard line. A loss of 13. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.